Welcome to the Becoming Well podcast. Join Dr. Deb Gordon and Dr. Mary Hendrickson as they get real in wrestling with the topic of faith and mental health as we seek to understand what Jesus really means when he says, be well. On today's episode, if discipleship takes more than one person, couldn't mental health and wellness be the same? Can hurt and healing come from the same well? Let's jump into that. Hello, Miss Deb. It is hey, so hey. good to see you. It's good to see you too. I missed you. I know. I know. We haven't been in the same space for a couple uh, months. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, a couple months. So it feels very intimate. I'm back with my friend. I know. <laughs> hey, so I was, I'll tell a little story in terms of why I wanted to talk about social media, mental health, and faith today. I am on social media and I'm usually pretty, you know, pretty intentional about what I post. But I, I'm starting to notice that my attitude has shifted quite a bit mm. in how I post and, and how I feel about my post, you know, and the guilt around my post or the praise around my post. And it really became something that I had to start paying attention to in terms of how is this affecting my mental health? How is this affecting me when I do post? And that, you know, even though we talk about we, you know, most people my age, especially Facebook, right? So you usually get people my age and up and, you know, uh, we we kind of take it as, well, it's just social media, yeah, right? It's not, I'm not a teenager, so it's not like my life. But I'm starting to realize how much it actually affects me. So I'm wondering, like, when we talk about social media, how much that plays into our mental health. But how can we look at that as from a faith perspective as well? Ooh, that's good. Right? Yeah. So what I want you just to just tell me how you just respond to that initially. Mm. Well, I, I mean, the first thing I thought was, you know, I think that there is actually like, I know that this term exists, but I think it actually is like in reputable resources, but Facebook depression. Yes. Like it legitimately is a thing. Yes. And I think now, you know, I mean, I love that you're coming at it from the perspective of being mindful of what you post and, and how you approach social media. But I mean, even that, like I think about, yeah, that's, that it's affected me too. And it's stressing me out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because yeah. it was meant to be a tool of connection yeah. and of, you know, I mean, I think about like, I love, I get to see pictures of my nephews right. on there. Right. But now there's pressure on what you post, when you post, mm -hmm. how you post. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't change your profile picture to the latest, you know, protest or whatever she's getting worked up if you keep hearing that bang she's getting worked up she's hitting her hands on the desk I'm so it's true it's true but uh, you know i think well so it's funny now i'm going to say this but um so i wrote a book and you know where we when we recorded i mean we're still on the tail end of a, of a well i don't even know we're in the middle of a pandemic right absolutely now absolutely in the middle and even then, like when 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 I, I wrote this book and it came out and we were in the middle of a pandemic and we had to change the whole strategy for how we were going to market this book and it became all about social media. And right at the time we were going to launch on social media was when um, when George Floyd was murdered. Mm. And there was, you know, this big push on social media about diversifying voices and giving space for especially um, people of color and um, influencers who are people of color. And I just... 
I, I, I remember thinking like, this is not the time mm. to be promoting my book on social media. Wow. And, but even that, like even the stress of that right. is like, how are we navigating? What are people in the, in this day and age of your identity being on social media and what people think of you in this blip of a second? Right. And, you know, it's so funny because when I was in doing my master's, I did a, uh, it was one of my projects that I had to actually look into social media and how it affects mental health. And I titled one of the components, you know, impression management. Yeah. Right. And so even though, like you said, it, you know, is intended, it was originally intended to connect people from all around the world or keep up with your loved ones. We get caught up in this cycle of having this alternate kind of uh, identity. Yes. Right. Because it allows you to be in, be somewhat anonymous. Right. No one can really fact check if you're at the beach, you yeah. know, and rather than it's something like a, a screen in the back of you and you're really not the in the bathtub. Right. <laughs> and you say you're at the spa. Right. <laughs> so you but. What happens when we talk about mental health uh, in my research that individuals will post and depending on how many of their likes they get, it affects their mental health. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And can you I've done this. I'm guilty of this where you will you will put up a picture, right, that you are trying out because that's you've been working on this picture. You did all the filters and all that. And you get like say 10 likes and that's not enough for you. And then the next time you post a picture, you get up like 30 likes and comments. Guess what becomes your profile picture? The 30. The- <laughs> and you, I keep checking, like I'll be like, yes. oh, then I get more likes. And right. then I'm like, I start comparing myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love this talk because we, it's important to be transparent about this, that it's not just a thing with just teenagers, but it's something that taps into who we are. Yeah. Cause we're, we're like not too far from being teenagers. Right. We're no, way we're far like- from being teenagers. <laughs> I didn't even have so like you're talking about writing a, a, your master's thesis with social media, and I'm like, they didn't even have Wi-Fi when I was doing my graduate degree. Well, let's just say I was a student. <laughs> Forty-six, the new uh, sixteen. Oh man. Well, okay. Speaking about social media, I gotta mm-hmm. say they. This is completely off topic, but because you said you were forty-six, they had this woman that posted a picture on social media who's also forty-six, but mm-hmm. they had people guessing her age, and mm-hmm. she didn't look too different than you. Mm-hmm. She was a, a black female, mm-hmm. and you have amazing skin. We've talked Thank about you. this. There's a saying. I'm not gonna say it, but you've <laughs> said it before. People thought she was nineteen. Wow. And then people thought she was 23. I love it. 46. I love it. Anyway, that was such an off topic statement, but you melanin know, just, and you're Jesus. beautiful. Thank you. I always tell people melanin, water, and Jesus. She also tells me I'm melanin challenged all the time, <laughs> which is fair. I'm super white. Oh, gosh. All right. We're so far okay. off topic. All right. But okay. So coming back to this idea of social media and, and mental health, I also think it's incredibly important because, you know, I think we talk a lot about fasting from social media and taking a break from social media Mm -hmm. and why is it so hard and i don't think people realize when the people when the powers that be in silicon valley created some of these apps Mm -hmm. and um, these social media platforms they built into it clickbait i don't know if that's the right term for this but 
It's this idea that we actually have a physiological reaction in our brain when we're on social media. So when we get that like, it triggers an endorphin response. Yes. So it is not easy to just put down your phone or turn off your computer and get off Facebook because we're actually rewiring our brain to crave. Absolutely. That's no different than we talk about any other addiction, right? It is that triggering of that chemical. That continues to want us to crave it, right? The the adoration, the, you know, all of that. And sometimes we downplay it because we don't want to look like we're addicted to anything, especially social media. It's a little bit less taboo to say you're addicted to, even though people don't want to admit it, addictions kind of have their own category. Most people would put, you know, drugs, alcohol, gambling, pornography, things like that. But social media is absolutely in that category, 100%. but it is based on those brain chemicals, right? And it's, so it's 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 neurological, it's physiological. You get physiological responses to that, right? Yeah. And we do not see it as something that's super um, like or, or historically a problem. So it's not addressed as much. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If it's, it's as obvious as drugs or alcohol, where you have this uh, outwardly or this overt behavior that al- your altered behavior. Yeah. It's different, yeah. right? Because we tend to internalize it if we just feel sad because someone seems to be, you know, living their best life or they hashtag. look great. Hashtag living their best <laughs> life, right? Or they look great um, or, or they're going on all of these vacations. We then internalize that, but we go inward. Yeah. So people like, don't see it. Totally. It's a, You think about... Um, like some of the other addictions, there's oftentimes a ripple down effect that impacts other people. Like mm-hmm. you have people who are addicted addicted to drugs and alcohol. You know, they might be uh, taking money from family and friends right. or getting behind the wheel and driving intoxicated and crashing. But with social media, it oftentimes does tend to be more self-harm yes. related. Although I think there's plenty of evidence now of like families being torn apart. Yes. By social media. And that's why it's important to talk about this because this is not back when it first started and it was just this fun thing it is it has become especially because of this pandemic that that's our only source of community it has become this huge beast you know and i do want to make it clear that obviously there are some things like you said that are great about social media and i think we should address that later but it has become this thing that is reality at this point, especially since we've been isolated, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, where this is where we connect. This is where all of our views happen. You know, people aren't as, you know, uh, maybe held back or reluctant to post some things that they were before now that we're comfortable on it, yeah. you know, and now that our emotions are high, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I'm struggling to think through the answer to this question. I mean, I have definitely had... A number of clients, even in the last few weeks, talk about comparison and social media. And don't you get the sense that like we know, mm-hmm. like logically we know, okay, social media, a lot of that content is curated and people right. aren't posting the messy house or the screaming kids right. or, you know, whatnot. But um, we know that and yet we still fall into that trap. Absolutely. We can't turn it off. We can't, we can't make that head knowledge translate into heart knowledge. And so we still continue the comparison game. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, Deb, if that is because we go into it with an expectation of it having a cure for us at some level, but it may be unconscious. I'm wondering why, you know, we have the, 
you know, neurological piece that we talked about in terms of understanding how our body responds and understand neurotransmitters and all the stuff that triggers and things that help that that um, contribute to uh, an addictive behavior. However, when we go in, I'm wondering if we go in looking for that affirmation mm. and maybe that's why it's still even though we know cognitively yeah well this is not you know and i understand that people they 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 sh- you know they don't show their best selves we we know that cognitively at a cognitive or a cognitive level but i'm wondering if that's why it still affects us on an emotional level is because Ooh, yeah. we have this we may have gone in with this emptiness maybe social media calls us out do you know what I mean? That yeah. is that is something that we're and I've done that where I posted on social media or I responded in a way um, personally to something that is an alert that this has nothing to do with social media. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. This idea that we we kind of dip into or get stuck in the emotional place and we can't we can't acknowledge the emotions for what they are without mm-hmm. letting them kind of bleed over into restating our quote-unquote truth right right so like if i if i know rationally when i get on social media and i see somebody else post something or do something that i've wanted to do in my life or that seems like it's come so easy for them Mm -hmm. or they get all these likes and i don't Mm -hmm. and there's that comparison game and then i feel disappointed or i feel a sense of you know rejection or shame in my own life that emotion translates to my sense of truth yeah right so therefore i am inadequate i Mm. am incapable And we can't keep those two things separate. Yeah. And we've transferred. We've just transferred the audience. You know, we think social media is not this or it's not that or it's not that, you know, effective in in terms of my personal life. I think it is. And we just transferred the audience. Right. It's it's as opposed to just us talking face to face. We're doing it online, you know. And to me, that heightens our sensitivities even more because we know that it's going to be broadcast across all you know, whether friend groups or family or whatever. So we're even more heightened in what we're going to say. It's one thing if you're talking to that person in a chat or just face to face, but the audience is larger, you know, and that triggers so many emotions. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is not something new. Right. I mean, I remember when I, when I first started teaching, Mm -hmm. there wasn't social media again. I'm I'm old. Um, (laughs) I'm not old. You're not old. <laughs> but I started She's not teaching. Old, you guys. And there was no there was no Instagram. There was Facebook. Right. Right. I'm not that old. But there was no Instagram and um and Twitter, which I still don't really quite understand. But um <laughs> there was so but I was still comparing myself. Like yes. I was a young professor. Yes. I felt completely inadequate. I didn't always mm-hmm. get the best student reviews. And I was comparing myself. But you're right, the audience on social media. Yes. I mean, even as a professor, there are some amazing professor profiles out there and i'm like oh i'm not doing that right i did that too i looked at my profile one day i'm like okay they don't know if i'm a rapper or a dancer (laughs) (laughs) or a professor (laughs) carry so many hats (laughs) one day we have to have you rap on this podcast you know what i might freestyle for you guys guys, she's good (laughs) she can freestyle like nobody's business but yeah, I. It, but let me ask you this then. So, okay. so, so then we have the social media and mental health piece. Yeah, where we know the Bible didn't have social media, right? right. <laughs> so we can't go to, go to the book of you know <laughs> Revelation twenty two. <laughs> you know the social media <laughs> social media section. What would how would this look from a faith based perspective? Yeah, 
You know how if you had a client come in and they said the same thing, listen, I am on social media a lot and yeah. it's affecting my mental health other than saying take a you know break or fast from yeah. social media. Let's let's unpack how that would you know how we can look at social media from a faith based perspective. Yeah, like what does the scripture say? Okay, so this is what came to mind for me. Yeah. Philippians 4:8. And again, you're right. Like, this is not like, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever. I added the sisters part. Um, whatever is in there. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so mm. I think about, you know, it doesn't say like, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true in social media, whatever is honorable in social media. But I think about... Like, are we using this as a sieve to filter what information goes into our hearts and our minds? Mm. And, you know, I, like I think that. we're not we're not saying social media is just bad. We're not right. making that blanket statement. I think there is a lot of amazing knowledge and mm, wisdom, maybe, <laughs> that comes from social media. <laughs> if you check your facts, right? Right. Um, but I think I think we aren't. Conscious, like we just get on and we just scroll. We mm-hmm. don't think about it. Right. We just pick up our phone mm-hmm. and boop, hit the app and mm-hmm. it, there it opens. And we're not stopping to actually put that filter on and say, okay, is what I'm allowing to infiltrate my thoughts mm. and my mental health, is it actually true? Is it honorable? That's is it good. just, I mean, hello, I know that y- people are going to be listening to this podcast at any point in time, but while we're recording it, we are literally going into... A very yes stressful yes. time with an election coming up. Yes, and the presumptive Democratic nominee just named their vice president pick, mm-hmm. and we see all this attack coming out. Yes, and yes. I'm sitting here going like, "Am I?" It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. Scripture is telling us mm-hmm. whatever's true, whatever's honorable, right. whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media that does not fall into these right. categories. Right, and you know, I think you hit it on the head, and that was such a great scripture in the way you incorporated that because we allow those things that we see on social media to inform our thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to coming in with this scripture and that that's, that informs the way that we interact yeah. on social media. I, again, I am guilty of that, right? Same. Where I, you know, I, there are a few things over the last, well, the last few months, but even yesterday when they did announce, you know, and it wasn't about any type of affiliation, but I'm an African-American woman. And so things hurt. And so my initial response wasn't Philippians, you know, <laughs> It was, you know, I'm hurt because this and I'm tired of this, you know, and it came out of a place of pain. But I didn't pause to think about even how to say it, because I'm not an advocate of just not saying anything and not being truthful. Yeah. You don't have to just say, no, I'm not going to say it. But think about if you should say it and how you should say it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And instead of letting social media inform me, it is for my mental health, you know, more fruitful that I think about those things before I go in and respond because I am going to respond out of pain. And oftentimes, you know, um, when you're, you, you often respond in this angry and it sounds angry, but the, the base respond is fear and pain. Yeah. Right. But the way that it's going to come off on social media 
is going to sound angry. Yeah. You know, and then that starts a whole firestorm, whether it's a bunch of people agreeing with you or a bunch of people disagreeing with you. I'm not a person that goes back and forth and argues. Craig is my husband <laughs> on social media, but it's still. I've seen a, it. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, not, not touching that one. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, but it does affect your mental health. It feeds into other people's mental health, you know? And it's important that we pause and stop to think about, okay, what, what would be beneficial and profitable at this moment? Yes. You know, and it's yeah. not always the, you don't want to just always default to a flippant scripture. And I say a flippant scripture because scripture is always good, but where it doesn't even exercise truth, you just want to seem a certain way, yeah. you know, be, it's almost like a soundbite in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But how you say things, you know, because then when I look back at my comment, then I can look and say, okay, I was able to process this, allow God to check me, and then really may have to think about what I need to look at yeah. inside of me because I'm so, I'm in pain. Yeah. Right. So when I heard that yesterday, in, you know, if I post something and then I see it now, I have to pause and say, you know what, this sounded like I was angry, but let me. Take some time, whether it's with my therapist, whether it's with God, whether it's talking to my husband. But I said that out of deep, deep pain. And that um, is what needs to be addressed. Not taking away my pain, but that alert of saying something is hurting you. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't always have to. We, we've been in this habit now to look social media, right. you know, <laughs> to make sure everybody knows where you stand, you know. And so I'm thinking of it that way. But let me ask you this question. Yeah. Because I thought about this faith in mental health. There, there's such a good space for social media and faith. Yeah. Right. And I think we always, we rightly so start off with, yeah, it's, it's the mental health. You know, we got it. We have to make sure that we are be very becoming of who Christ is when we post. But because, especially since we're in the middle of this uh, pandemic, we're isolated. Yeah. So social media is probably the number one thing for as a way for us to to connect. Yeah, it's keeping us in community in community. a way. Community. Yeah. Absolutely community. Um Craig and I were talking in a way here and we were listening to um a podcast and they were saying that 30% of 18 to 24-year-olds are having serious thoughts of suicide right now. And I think it's 18% for any individuals that's over 25 and over, oh, yeah. right? It is major. So community is huge in the faith community, right? That's what yeah. we, we were born relational, yes. right? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it's all it's the Trinity. Yeah. As we are supposed to uh, mirror the Trinity and be in relationship with one another. So it's not a bad thing. No. And I think right now, sometimes we are so used to making sure that, which, like I said, is rightly so, that we taper ourselves and make sure that we represent ourselves well as Christians online. But there is something to be said, especially now at this moment in time for community Mm -hmm. in social media. I do. Like sometimes I go there to share something happy. And I love that my friends and it might be a high school friend yes. or, you know, they're like, yeah. Oh, and they're celebrating with you. That that's great. Those are endorphins. Those are those great feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if, you know, maybe if I do post something that I'm grieving about and it feels good to have someone to say, I get it. Yeah. Right. That's the whole point of why oftentimes counseling is good. Right. right. But the to, empathy and the validation piece. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I think we, 
um, can get so hard on social media, but we do have to look at that from a faith perspective that it does reinforce community. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the ugliness and all the darkness that can happen on social media, there is this this idea of community. We just have to be more cognizant of what we allow ourselves to take in, mm-hmm. you know, and then put out. Yeah. But it really is this thing of making sure that we do not disconnect ourselves in the name of um, I'm fasting or in the name of, you know, and that's okay to disconnect. I don't want yeah. you to misunderstand. It's okay to dis. I fast from social media quite a bit and actually I'm going to do another fast, but I don't want to do it in the name of being even more isolated than we are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It's almost like, again, I think the whole, if I were to kind of summarize what I'm hearing you say, it's this intentionality. Piece. Yes. So it's, it, and it's on so many levels, right? It's, when I click, make that click mm-hmm. and I open up that app, mm-hmm. have I paused mm-hmm. and thought, what is my intention here? Yeah. What is my intention? What am I getting on to do? Yes. And even then in the in the bigger pause of fasting, what's my intention here? And as a side note, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is, and if you've done this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I don't need to know if you're fasting from social media. I know. I don't do that. You just look me up and they're like, hey, Craig, do you know where your wife went? They usually go. Because <laughs> okay? I just disappear. <laughs> I'm like, really? You don't do it. Like, I'm taking a break from social. That's cool. We don't need to know. Right. Just take the break. Right. Just go. But yeah, I think that that piece of, I, so I read this book. I'm kind of a nerd, but I read this book called Sapiens. Mm-hmm. And it's the history of humans mm-hmm. in the world. Now, I'm going to just give the caveat. It is not a Christian. It's not a biblical book. It talks about evolution. But it was really interesting to me as they got to the the um, like the technology era yeah. and, and how all of these inventions we've created in the name of convenience mm. have actually worked against us. Wow. And yeah. that's because we failed to look at the big picture impact, yes. you know, like smartphones. It was like, oh, now I'm not tied to the office to check my email. Mm. Now I can call my friends and family at any point in time. And we didn't realize the impact of being online and available 24-7 yes. and how that would affect us. Yes. So I think this big, to me, as as you know, we're kind of wrapping up today, the, the, the summary of how we navigate social media and mental health is intentionality. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is about saying, okay, these are the things that it was created for, but let's look at that through a spiritual lens. You know, let's look yes. at that through, but you know what, Deb? So, so bringing back mental health into that, that we have to know ourselves, right? So when I, you know, there, and I don't do this well all the time, but there are times, again, like I said, sometimes I will post something and I feel something so um, deep within me that I know this has nothing to do with social media. This has nothing to do with that girl being in France or this has nothing to do with that girl always um, bragging, yeah. right? If I, why am I so affected by that to the point where I have to go, you know, respond to that in some, and I never respond rudely or anything, but even respond to that emotionally within myself. Yeah. So we have to think about when we're on social media and we're judging a lot of these things, we have to put that light on ourselves as well. And if social media is that medium, it, it, it can be used again for that medium for you to have that spotlight on you. What are the things that are bothering you? Why does 
this person's post always bother you. It may be something that you think is not godly or whatever it is, but there there are opinions and then you're affected a certain way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then but we have to take the time not only going into social media and seeing, OK, are we doing the things that are, you know, that are lovely, that are a good rapport. But also God is not like he doesn't sit there and say, you know what, when you get off social media, you and I can hang. He's still he's right. right. <laughs> he's omnipresent. Right. So he knows what affects us. He yeah. knows what's on social media. So yeah. maybe in, in when we talk about mental health, taking that, seeing that God is maybe speaking to you through somebody else's post and then pausing to say, okay, why am I so affected by this? It may be something that it's it's nothing pathological about you. It's not yeah. like pathology, but it might be something that maybe you need to address within yourself or with that person. Yeah. Right? Because then that goes back to that community and using it for a uh, a fruitful uh, reason. Yeah. Right? And I know it sounds so like it's just social media. No, not anymore, ladies and gents. <laughs> it's not just social media. This is our space that we're in, especially because just our time in this, you know, in our society, but really because now we're so isolated, we really have to look at these places that we are connecting, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing where it's just like this is a social media could be a perfect medium for you to pay attention to your mental health and what God's saying to you as you respond to things that you see online. Yeah, it's true. And it's interesting that you were saying that because I it just made me think of a conversation I had last week with a friend of mine. Somebody had posted on social media. They wrote a book and they were launching the book and then they were um, having a baby. And I was so jealous. Mm. And I was talking to a friend and um, and I shared that with her. Mm. And she's like, I had a feeling. Wow. And it was like confession, right? Like that. it was so, it was not, it, I, it was not putting me in a healthy space. Mm. Um, it was, it, it, so I was really struggling. But on the flip side, and so that confession piece and that accountability and realizing mm. like, okay, again, where's my heart at? What's going on here? And and what it comes back to is like a fear of inadequacy on my part, mm. which is something so that God and I are working on yeah. and that I work on in counseling. And mm. so um, I think that piece of you're right like god spoke in that moment mm-hmm. um and it didn't mean that i for me in that moment didn't mean i needed to take a break from social media right. it it meant that i wanted to actually be intentional when i was getting on of what's my motivation mm. what am i gaining from this and um and, you know and where's my heart at mm. and i think that's that's the big piece yeah. i love how you summarize that of just you know being intentional and reflecting. Mm. Where's my heart at? Yeah. Where? What's my mental state? Mm. You know, I think of it's real easy to justify. Mm-hmm. And where am I justifying mm-hmm. either my social media use or my avoidance mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a way of understanding, like, what is some stuff that God needs to root out of my heart? And I think a big thing of really knowing your emotional state, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned, yes, suicide rates are up. I just saw from the CDC that Depression and anxiety are four times higher right now than they were last year. I believe it. And so we need to be aware of where social media is triggering those feelings of depression, anxiety, or where it's fueling some of the ways in which we interact with social media. Yeah. You know what? I want to, first, I want to thank you for letting us know that, that confession, because that was a great example of what I know I do. I can't say we all do, but. That that's a perfect example that you took the time to do that and, and allow. And it takes it takes courage. 
Right. Because it's, it's, it's not easy to say I was jealous. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, you know, no. and, and you said it yeah. so perfectly. We can easily justify it. Well, I was doing this and I was doing that. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I do that when people have multiple kids and they're they're playing with each other. And I love our big family. And we have one daughter. And sometimes I'm like, well, I have this and I had to do that. And I was getting my doctorate, you know, and <laughs> so pride. That's a whole other thing that kicks in, you know, but we do that. And so I thank you for letting our, our audience know an example of that, because that was very brave of you to say it on air, but also to say it to your friend yeah. and admit it, you know, and that is the prime. That's a prime example of what we as Christians um, need to be able to do to. And it's a practice, you know, to be able to help not only for us, the one for us to get close to God, um, which in turn will affect our mental health in a positive way. Yeah. Well, and I think too, just kind of bring up full circle that is what brings healing in community, Absolutely. right? Like that if I had missed that act of confession or mm. if I had held on to those feelings, which likely would have turned to bitterness, right? That fractures mm. community. Yes. So this brings healing. Right. And keeps you in isolation. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to, before we get off, you guys have to read Deb's book, Becoming. That's our podcast. <laughs> Read our book, Becoming Well. Read, Read our book, Becoming kidding. Well. And Listen to our podcast. <laughs> Listen to our, first of all, okay, so let me let me try to clean that up. Becoming Well, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Only if you like it, though. Yeah. Like, only leave a nice review. In a heart, in a, in a smiley emoji. Yeah, and like a thumbs up. <laughs> and fist bump. <laughs> I don't even know if you can do that on these platforms, but. Tell me about your book. Oh, all right. So it's Embracing Uncomfortable. Yes. Which we do all the time now, right? Mm. And who knew when I wrote it, it was going to come out in the middle of a pandemic mm, and everything else going on. But you can buy it wherever you buy books, mm -hmm. Amazon, Books a Million, Moody Publishers. And I think it actually is really applicable to this idea of social media because, again, yeah. I actually talk about that whole concept of uh, how social media and how getting online and the comparison game influences the actual physiological makeup of our brains. So there's some tools mm. and techniques in there for how to navigate the discomfort of setting those boundaries. So awesome. I appreciate the plug. Yes, you guys get it. Like they, she has been getting great, great, great reviews. People are saying that they have to pick it up. Then they got to put it down. Then they have to get their soaps together. And then they got to pick it back up. That's when it's a great book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, this is a good podcast. Yes. What a good conversation. Yes. Yes. Thank um, you so much. Well, it's good to see you. I know you too. So we will see you guys next time. And thanks for listening. <laughs>